0: Okay, Warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird.
1: Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. We're smiling
0: real big today. Real big. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. Yes, my favorite time of year, spooky season. So we're calling these spooky smiles. Yes. Creepy <laughs> ass, spooky, scary smiles. What's creepier than smiling? Who has seen the previews or the actual movie Smile that's come out this year? Anyone. Anyone? Anyone? I'll tell you what. It's
1: not us. No, it is not us. (laughs) And it won't be us. It won't be us uh, for a very good reason that we're going to get into. But it's a horror film that is out currently and is doing well in the box office.
0: Yes, very well. And it sparked a conversation because shocking news, everybody. Hold on. (laughs) Amy saw something on TikTok. (laughs) Guys, I am going to seriously probably do
1: an episode about this. I have a... I can't stop myself. Maybe there's lots of other people out there. I'm like, one more. Just one more. Just one more. It's that like that dopamine hit. That dopamine hit. So yeah. I saw someone discussing the mental health aspect, stigma stereotypes, all of the, the repercussions of this movie. And so I mentioned it to Sarah, and I was like, have you seen the previews for this movie Smile? And I was like, I have, and I am not going to watch that shit. <laughs> We went to see uh, "Ticket to Paradise" instead. Is that what
0: it's called? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. In Bali, <laughs> cheesy rom-com takes place in Bali. George Clooney. Yeah. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. That's that's our speed right now. I used to be so into horror movies, though. Me too. Like, um, Hostel. Yes.
1: All of them. Yeah. Scream. Scream. Strangers. Saw. Obsessed. I was obsessed with both Same. of those. Obsessed. And then I had Lily, and I was like, I can never see that again.
0: <laughs> what is it about having kids? Seriously, because I could, I can't watch them anymore. It ruins me. I used to watch... I mean, my dad and I used to watch these... I think it was called Phantasm. I can't remember, but it was this, this like, little metal ball that had a saw in it, and it would come and like saw your head open. Oh, shit. It was like cheesy horror like where you know like Candyman too like those ones and we would watch them and we would like laugh at how horrible the effects were and everything and now if I watched something even like that I would be like I can't
1: (laughs) I'm not sure what, I'm sure there's a science. I'm sure there's some statistics, something behind it, some research, but yeah, it ruined it for Scott and I. We were huge horror fans, Mm -hmm. huge. And then Lily came and we were like, no, thank you. (laughs) Is it just like the fear of bad things happening to your child, I
0: guess? I I, I thought that's
1: what what it might be, but I don't know. I'm never letting her go to a hostel. That's for damn sure. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if you've seen all of them, but there's one scene that never, ever leaves me, and it's when they slice his Achilles tendon. No. Oh, man. No. (laughs) The way my life's going, though, I might get back into it. Like, I might, like, this might actually, like, do a counter effect. Maybe it's like, at least you're not getting your
0: Achilles tendon sliced. Right, right. I know Randy keeps saying, he's like, come on, let's watch the original scream so we can watch the new scream. And I was like, I don't even think I can do it. Oh, it's not
1: bad. I watched, I rewatched all of them on the way to Greece. It was fine. You're fine. (laughs) Okay. You can do that. We'll do that then. This one, on the other hand, I am definitely not in a safe place to watch this movie (laughs) and I may never be but it does have those
0: warnings I guess? It does yes and there are quite a bit of reviews that people are saying if you have any kind of mental health issues or if you have any kind of like suicidal ideations do not go see this movie. And I thought some of the stuff that was really interesting was what you said about what the director said. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Because hearing from him and what his purpose was or his biggest fears are is also interesting too.
0: Yeah. So basically, we're digging into smiling today, not yeah. just the movie Smile. No, it's just our little beginning part. But uh, we are going to talk about it because what the fuck? There's quite a history with smiling that I, we thought at first we're like, we're going to do a fun like Halloween bonus episode about this movie and its ties to mental health. And then we like started Googling smile and mm-hmm. things started to come up and we were like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something that's smiling at me, but not a friendly smile. It's the worst smile I've ever seen in my life. And whenever I see it, I just get this god-awful feeling like something really terrible is going to happen. It told me that today's the day that I'm, g- I'm going to. Do you see it right now, here? <sighs>
1: oh, so this story starts from the perspective of a mental health worker on the front lines of care for every social class possible diagnosis and it really does in the beginning this is now again according to what we're reading we did not see it um elicit you know empathy towards these patients and so Dr. Rose Cotter has compassion and you know the movie does as well for all of these people who are struggling with some sort of mental health almost emergency right Mm -hmm. because I think that she is in the ER version of the part of the hospital I should say so that's where we start then she witnesses a patient die by suicide in front of her and it elicits the beginning of the curse of this smile, which is a demon. It's a bad entity. The smile curse feeds off of trauma. As if trauma isn't enough,
0: fucking like, <laughs> isn't scary enough. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> As if it's not scary enough. Then they add these creepy ass smiles to it, too. Oh they add gosh. a demon to it. Right, right. God, Let's just throw please. some demons in and that'll just tie it a nice oh. bow. But we're not going to give any spoilers away, but it is a curse that you. Will die by suicide from this curse and it gets passed along.
1: Ooh. The TikTok I saw in the very beginning was about talking about Dr. Rose Cotter and how she is this like doctor who people look up to. Obviously, if you're the psychiatrist, the psychologist, people look at you with a higher level of esteem. When she starts to elicit symptoms of someone who has a mental illness, everyone does a 180. And now she is looked at completely
0: differently. And I think that says a lot. That's what kind of sparked our conversation. And we thought, oh boy, <laughs> this is a movie that's out right now. And it's being talked about a lot. There was a lot of publicity around it because if you're a baseball fan, and yeah. which, you know, Amy and I are oh, yeah. big I'm sports always. fans. Um, but I saw... Wait, I like the football. You do like the football, yes. Okay. I saw this um, article talking about how they did a publicity stunt where the actors were sitting behind home base doing the creepy smile. Mm-hmm. So it was, As you a know, publicity. publicity thing, yeah. And so it was getting a lot of press, and people were talking about it. And so we really wanted to see how are they handling this movie? If they're talking about trauma and mental illness, what's going on with it? Again, we haven't watched it, but we did go into several articles where the uh, writer and director is quoted, and he talks about his intentions. And also people's perceptions of it, though, too, because it's it can be perceived very differently by very you know different people in yeah. all walks of life. Parker Finn, who is the writer and director of this movie, a quote from this article. It says, the ways people have traditionally avoided dealing with or discussing some of those traumas is part of the movie's central image, the horrible fake smile that's a sign of something deeply unpleasant going on. Quote from him says, we all put these masks on to hide our trauma, which was very much a motif in the film with the smile being a metaphor, a mask, he says.
1: So there are these positive depictions of it showing that it's like putting this light on mental health and trauma and using this movie almost as a way to like open people's eyes to that. I found this one shamelessly on (laughs) thegamer.com. And this is a person who he shares in this article that he lives with many different mental illnesses. So this is coming from someone already in that world personally, and he has a different opinion. He says, people suffering from mental health issues are depicted as burdens dragging everyone around them down before being abandoned without closure. The only option you're left with is to die, though this also spreads the trauma and continues the vicious cycle, forever stigmatizing the victim. It's a nasty message, one that comes with insults like head case and insane for good measure. Horror can use mental trauma as a worthwhile foundation if it's treated with respect, but smile throws that potential away.
0: Damn! Just showing both sides of it here. (laughs) Sick burn, bro. And I can completely see where he would be coming from, where he would think something like that. Because when you create a horror movie based off of people who've experienced trauma as the catalyst for, yes, a demon possession, Mm -hmm. that can have a lot of different perceptions on what that's trying to say. Yeah, because it just blames that person
1: no matter which way you decide to live with it. Mm -hmm. He says that they uh, use trauma as like an infectious disease that spreads and it brings everybody down in your vicinity. It hit because, man, don't I feel that way sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah. I really do. I feel like there is just no way to not bring everybody down with me.
0: I I agree. I feel the same way sometimes. And so much shame comes with that and so much frustration. And that's the slippery slope of... Mm -hmm if when you feel like you're bringing everybody down then you start to feel like a burden and then that creeps in and then depression tells you you are a burden you you know shouldn't be here you're bringing everybody else down they would be so much happier without
1: you and that's the cycle and i think that in this movie it depicts that isolation is
0: your best choice well we all know what isolation does (laughs) it takes you further down so finn The director is quoted again as saying, I wanted to do something that felt like what it would be like to experience a breakdown, to put yourself in someone's shoes and maybe look at other people's experiences and traumas in a way we haven't considered before. I think it's a universal theme for everyone, this idea that we're all afraid of not being believed, especially by the people (laughs) closest to us. That's terrifying.
1: So maybe this movie is for those who don't have mental illness. Yeah, to understand it better to take that ride. And if that is his purpose,
0: score, buddy. Nice job. Snaps to you. He consulted with psychologists on developing her character. Oh, wow. So I'm not coming
1: in with an opinion. I'm just saying this is both sides of it. I'm not going to see it. I can't see it. I don't know if you're listening if you don't have mental illness. (laughs) (laughs) But if if that's you, maybe, and you like horror, go check it out. Yeah. Um, Those friends who are struggling yourself, probably not. Maybe not. But it might be a good way to
0: get inside the head of what it's like for some of us every day. I sort of was thinking that maybe the movie shows that we can never fully rid ourselves from trauma and that we need to be brave enough to face it, but it might take a wrong turn in that depiction. I'm not sure. (laughs) Just one last quote on another article that talks about the movie because I feel like this is so applicable to everyday life. Quote, Smiling is used as a mask to cover the trauma behind the characters, and it represents how even though we might be smiling from ear to ear at times, there could be an enormous amount of hurt behind the mask. I think it's kind of wild that they created a horror movie based off smiling. How many
1: times when you are deep in it and you are not with... Sometimes, you know what, even with the people that are closest to me, I still smile. There is so many smiling times I know for both of us where that is not really how we feel. Yeah,
0: preach. (laughs) Sarah's like, every fucking day. Preach, sister. (laughs) One of the things that popped up was this article in Psychology Today by Dr. Rita Laboon. She's a clinical psychologist, and she was talking about something called smiling depression, which I had never heard of before, but makes total sense when we're talking about all of this. It's defined as appearing happy to others, literally smiling, while internally suffering with depressive symptoms. It goes undiagnosed oftentimes because those suffering from it will brush it off because they either don't know what's happening Or they're afraid of being labeled as weak. Quote, weak. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Air quotes around that word. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a defense mechanism for difficulty in their lives. And that's, you know, we are really gonna dig into that. But when you look at somebody who has crippling depression, you sometimes have absolutely no idea that they have crippling depression. They could have a full time job, participate in hobbies, have a social an active social life. But they also could be experiencing deep sadness, having panic attacks, experiencing low self-esteem, having insomnia, and sometimes even suicidal ideation. Because so many of us get really good, and that's part of what it's like to live with it.
1: Some of it's healthy Mm -hmm. in learning how to manage that and be
0: able to function, but some of it probably isn't. So whether or not it's a diagnosis in the DSM, we don't know. But there have been so many articles written on it in goodtherapy.org, WebMD, Medical News Today, Psychology Today, Women's Health Mag, all talking about smiling depression. But what does WebMD say? It says, smiling depression is when you're depressed or anxious, but fake it on the outside with a happy face. Okay, that's fucking everyone. That's...
1: How did we never hear of this? That's wild. I know. I know. Well, there you go, friends. You learn something new every day. Perfect Uh, episode for it as well. Smiling
0: depression. I'm changing my diagnosis. Yeah. And bad news to those of you who didn't have a depression diagnosis. You now have smiling depression (laughs) from your unqualified
1: therapist. Okay. I want to go back in time and I want to hear about this weird story you have to tell us.
0: So in our journeys with learning about smiling and kind of what our society has tried to train us to do, I found this bananas story that takes place in the 1930s. Budapest. And I know I'm not saying it in the Alex Trebek way because I think it's, (sighs) because you know how he says everything with like the exact accent and Uh everything. uh So I'm calling it Budapest, so you're just going to have to get over it, okay? We we don't expect that from you. It's (laughs) Okay. okay. It's okay. In the 1930s, Budapest was actually known as the City of Suicides, which is just heavy. So in the wake of the war, there was a tragic epidemic of deaths by suicide. Many people attribute it to a popular song at the time called Gloomy Sunday. The song was covered later on by Billie Holiday, and some of the lyrics... Angels have no thought of ever returning you. Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? Gloomy is Sunday with shadows. I spend it all. My heart and I have decided to end it all.
1: Gloomy
0: is Sunday
1: with shadows. I spend it all. My heart and I have decided to end it all. are sad I know. Let them not weep. Let them
0: know
1: that I'm glad to go. Death is no dream, for in death I'm caressing you. With the last breath of my soul, Yeah. A little sad. little sad. little dark. Can I tell you what I pictured? Mm -hmm. I pictured myself back in... Was this the 40s? 30s. 30s, yes. In a dressing gown with a martini just being like all over the living room (laughs) to the record. Because
0: it just, it does seem very dark but like I tried to go to a not that dark place. Yeah. I guess in the 30s they were trying to find an excuse for it. Or something to blame, I suppose. Instead of mental health. Sure. And there's um, a lot of dark music. Absolutely. Since probably the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time. Sure. There's so much dark music and I want to do an episode on it so badly, actually, because we love music so much. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. There has been so much dark music in the past. I'm not sure that you can say, oh, this song is the cause of an entire city. Having mental health issues enough to, yes, be known as that. There was a lot of lore surrounding the connection of the song to the deaths, including stating that some of the deceased were found with the lyrics to the song written nearby or in their hands. This hasn't been substantiated, though, and my thoughts are that the war and mental (laughs) well-being wasn't that great, and that that was the main catalyst, not a song. But... In response to the large amount of press that began to call Budapest the city of suicides, there was a publicity campaign that started with reports of a smile school. So since the city was a hub for tourism, they needed to counteract bad PR. Get on that bad PR. We have to fix it. The goal was to eventually change the moniker of the city to the city of smiles. Oh, barf. So they claimed to teach many different types of smiles. You'll recognize some of these names. Some might be a little too um, past our time to know, but the Roosevelt smile. I mean, don't forget I'm 100. Yes, it's true. You'll know all of these. Um, The (laughs) Mona Lisa smile, the Clark Gable smile, the Dick Powell smile, and the Loretta Young smile. I don't know those last two. So it would depend on what smile the situation called for. And they would, you know, if it was a certain type of, oh, somebody told a joke. Okay, we're going to do the Roosevelt smile. and Oh, somebody's being sly. Oh, we're going to do the Mona Lisa smile. (laughs) Wow. This is where it gets a little scary. Schooling included devices that could be strapped to the face to force a smile. There was also a more simple method of just securing a picture of a smile over the person's mouth, and then they would look in the mirror to see the plastered-on smile. And that was supposed to change their outlook and make them happy. Imagine if it was that simple. Could you imagine? We would be rich and famous. I know we would. We have cured <laughs> depression. <Woo! laughs> we haven't these people did this smile school we just did, but took, we're it. Bringing we it, took back. it from you yes. yes we took it from you we're rebranding it for 2022 this is ludicrous <laughs> we don't know for sure if this is 100 percent true if the smile school actually existed or if it was just created as a pr stunt okay either way there are pictures of the school. The school and of these things being taught. So again, I don't know if they're Could be pictures. like stage, yep. could be real. Okay. Yep. So we're not sure. Snopes.com did a little thing on no, it trying okay. to like, you know, just dis- debunk it. But I don't think that there's real 100% proof on whether or not this actually occurred or if it was a PR stunt. Regardless, they're trying to tell people to smile your sadness away. Yeah. Smile and your suicidal ideation will disappear. Wow. It's too bad because people say that today. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we talked about archaic methods of mental health illness and treatments and we thought, wow, we've come a long way.
1: (laughs) Really not. No. No, not so much. I'm just trying to envision trying to put someone like me into a smile school.
0: They would have to put the thing on your head that makes you, the contraption on your face that forces the smile. I would be the worst student. Yeah, no.
1: Now we know about that. That's fucking, that's Now that's in all of your heads. Yeah, now that that's, and I'm sure that Sarah's going to post a picture of them forced smiling. I absolutely
0: Mm -hmm. am. Check out our Instagram. It's going to be upsetting. Yes. Raise your hand if you're listening to this episode and you're a woman. Yeah, I thought so. There's a lot of you out there. A lot of you. Okay, Okay, keep your hand up. If you are a woman and you have been told at any point in your life to smile more, or you should really smile. I have to say
1: that our poll was unanimous with a lot of votes. Yes. Lots and lots of people, even gentlemen, have been told to smile more. But mostly women get told it often. It happens most in certain situations. So it happens a lot in the service industry. Mm, yeah i can see that and it would be and i'm just gonna start with this because this is my first experience of it like my first conscious experience of it i worked at one of the like more manly centered bars in pittsburgh right so it's mostly men who come into this bar lots of traveling men holy fucking shit i was told like a million times a day you
0: know you would be so much prettier if you smiled more. Like, could you hear my eyes rolling, everybody? Could you hear it? Because I felt like you could hear it. It was so hard. You ready for more? Oh, my God. I'd be like, can I get you something else? Yeah, like a smile. <laughs> and
1: then they would, like, tease their tip at me.
0: Ew. Yeah. Yeah. How are you not in jail?
1: <laughs> well, I was young. <laughs> I hadn't hit the 40 no fucks yet to get Right, right. So I just, like, did what was expected of me and then wrote about it later. Mm-hmm. And so I just did it because then I thought like, I'm going to flip the script and see how much money I can get from you all. Really, it was extremely demeaning. And never again would I ever allow that to happen to myself. But I forgive my 32-year-old self for doing it because I needed the fucking money. Yeah. And then the other place that it tends to happen all the time, so much so that Tatiana Fazlazade, I know I messed that up and I apologize, created a campaign called Stop telling women to smile. And you can watch her YouTube videos. And it's all about living in New York City and walking down the street. Mm. And these women tell their stories of what's they're dealing with on a daily basis in terms of you should smile more. Why aren't you smiling? Those sort of things. So it's like, telling them to smile as a catcall.
0: I would say to that guy like do you just walk down the street with a cheesy smile plastered on your face and if you did people would stop you and be like you should smile less because you look like you're a sociopath. Right. There is this expectation that
1: women are here to smile to make you feel comfortable so much so that that men feel that they can tell you that that Mm -hmm. you should do it. Obviously it's selfish it's about them. And so they want to feel comfortable. And they are now breaking boundaries left, right, and center by saying that to you because they have no fucking right to ever say that, even if they know you. Like, I'm sure, like, an older relative has said something similar to some people out there that are listening. It's condescending. Yeah, it is. My purpose here is for one reason and one reason Mm -hmm. only, to look pretty. How dare you have any expression
0: besides a smile on your face?
1: Right, exactly. I guess I forgot to tell you this, that my response if I could go back would have been my purpose is not to look pretty for you it's to get you a drink
0: (laughs) there you go that's what I'm being paid for I love
1: that when you tell people to smile you take away their right to feel sad again another one of those things
0: where you have no idea what's going on in people's lives I've seen a couple of posts lately on Instagram where artists have drawn renditions of people standing on a platform waiting for the train or waiting at a bus stop. And they've said, like, you have no idea what's going on in people's heads. And then they put little arrows towards Mm -hmm. each person, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just lost their dad or, you know, is going through a bad breakup or just got a bad health diagnosis. And so just keeping in mind that everybody has their own shit. And so you expecting everybody else to be happy and portraying happiness all the time is completely unrealistic. If you know that you can't do it either, come on. Right. Ready for the factoid? Hit me with it. I mean, I have lots and lots more fun things to share with you, but I'm
1: going to bring you, bring this to you. All right, Sarah. How many times a day on average do
0: women smile? This is for all of you out there because Sarah knows because I gave it away last night. Yes. Before you render a guess, people- Think not just smile genuinely, but like just smile because you either feel like you have to or you're doing it out of habit or whatever. Just smiling. And
1: then I want you to think how many times a day the average man smiles. This is one piece of research done by Yale that is quoted in just about every article that I read. So it is a highly, you know, quotable piece of evidence. Your average man smiles eight times a day. Okay. Uh-huh. Women 62. <laughs> I mean, it tracks, okay? It, it does. It totally
0: tracks. I already knew this and it's still, I'm like, what the
1: fuck? Because even if you're in a meeting, let's say you're in a meeting with men and women and it's like clearly not going the way that it should be going. Somebody's upset. It might have nothing to do with you. It could be two other people that are having a situation, but like you're feeling this energy in the room. You're like, oh, fuck. So you just smile to try to diffuse it. I cannot ever think back to a time that a man has smiled in my presence to diffuse a situation. I have done
0: that exact thing though, been in a meeting. Where things have started to go downhill and I just, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. And started smiling where it's like, all right, we'll figure this out.
1: Right. (laughs) Where a man just sits there stoically. Mm -hmm. And what is a stoic face on a woman? Resting bitch face. A little RBF. So now that I've told you that, you're never not going to unsee it. <laughs> now, you've probably heard of research that says that forcing a smile can actually change your mood. And there is one piece of research that says that. But there's lots of pieces of research that go against that. So if you've just like had you like had something happen, I want to say like, you stubbed your toe or like, (laughs) I don't know, like something very minimal happened. I bet if you smile, it'll kind of make it better. Mm -hmm. But if you have a serious situation in your life, if you have some sort of trauma, if you have some sort of memory, if you're having grief, if you're having depression, something greater, smiling doesn't do jack shit for that.
0: No. Except make the other person comfortable. Maybe we try instead of saying, you should smile more. Maybe you should just say, are you doing okay? I can see somebody coming back and saying like, well, what if they're upset? Or what if you think they're upset? Like maybe just asking like, how are you? Yeah, if you mean it. Are you doing okay? We are not looking for random life advice. Smile. Smile, I think it'd be a good look for you. Do I know you? No. But you're telling me what to do with my face? I just think you look pretty with a smile, that's all. All women do. Oh, how's this? Okay. I feel like it's helping already. More people will like me and I'll do better in business. Uh, okay, you're being you're being sarcastic. No, I'm totally serious. Thank you. Women! Women everywhere. A random man has life advice!
1: There was a bunch of replies. I picked my favorite. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. It's a top five. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. A man says to you, or I guess a woman could say it, right? You should smile more or why are you not smiling? Number one, I will as soon as you leave. <laughs> number two, it takes more energy to frown than smile. So I'm exercising.
0: <laughs> I fucking love that one. That's my
1: cardio, bitch. Are you ready <laughs> for number three? Yes. <laughs> this is dark. I never smile before I kill a man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then he could just be like, run, run. (laughs) Oh, you could totally June Osborne it up. Run. Run. Number four, just as dark. I'm a psychic and I'm too bummed about what's about to happen to you to smile. (laughs) Really not into confrontation or anything that long of a response just look at them and say you first Ooh, i like that too <laughs> mm-hmm. because they won't right and some of the responses that i've gotten from men on primarily at the bar don't be such a bitch Ugh. Ugh. that's like their favorite response <laughs> yeah. when
0: you don't do what they say to do me not complying to your request does not make me a bitch i love it i love it let us know which one you use please. We'll put them up. We'll put a poll up maybe and see who's got, who's favorite.
1: <laughs> I never smile before I kill a man.
0: That's absolutely my favorite. Oh, it's so good. The terror.
1: You, I love how you said that. Like, oh, we're talking about Handmaid's Tale. If you aren't sure with June Osborne.
0: Well, thanks for joining us and listening to our scary smiling tales. Yeah. I know we went a little spooky different. Yeah.
1: But this is all still just as spooky <laughs> it's just as scary as all the other stuff.
0: <laughs> happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Have so much fun celebrating if you do and uh, turning your lights off and ignoring the doorbell if you that's don't. That's right.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so whatever floats
1: your boat. Enjoy it. Yes. You do you. Yeah. Nobody else has any power to tell you what the hell to do. That's right. <laughs> so smile or don't. Nobody cares. <laughs> We love you all so much. We so hope much. that you have a wonderful week and that you stay wild and weird
0: warriors. Trick or treat. Why are you smiling like
1: that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite.
0: This episode was brought to you by Amy Baumgartner and Sarah Simone. The theme song and our other music is provided by Epidemic Sound. This episode was mixed, mastered, and produced by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, consider supporting us on patreoncom Unqualified Therapists, Inc. If you have a story to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapistsgmail.com at or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, warrior, hold on. We're gonna make it. We
1: are, we are. Shut it out, take it with me, really really go, really 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 go, 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 go,